Hi there, Steve Kaufman here, and today I have a, a guest that I'm really happy to meet up with again. It's Rupa Sensei from Japan. But before we get into that, uh, remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications. If you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a review. Rupa, the last time we met was in Osaka, Japan, That's two, years, right. two years ago, I think. Oh. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. It was, it was, uh, we were on, my son Mark and I were on our way to uh, Fukuoka for the uh, Polyglot Conference. The first time that the I remember. Uh, International Polyglot Conference was held in, in Asia, in Japan, as it turns out. And um, what struck me with you, and I, I think why I'm so happy to have you on my channel, is first of all, uh, Japan, of course, is, is a major country when it comes to English learning. Uh, I think Japan, exactly. I mean, there are more people in Japan who take TOEIC than the rest of the world combined <laughs> or something like that. Wow. Tremendous country of TOEIC takers. And, uh, yeah. and when I go to bookstores in Japan, of course, there are books for learning other languages like Korean and Chinese and Spanish and so forth. But overwhelmingly, it's English. And I think you're very Definitely. much involved with helping uh, Japanese people learn English. So could you begin, first of all, by give, making a brief sort of introduction of, of what you do and, and your activity there in Japan and your presence online? Perfect. Okay. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm Rupa Sensei, as I'm called on YouTube, and I uh, teach English to Japanese people. As, as Mark said, I used to be a teacher in Japan back uh, about five years ago. And I, I just kind of realized like just one classroom, you know, it, it's not enough for me. I, I want to make videos online and teach the whole country or you know, even the whole world one day. So that's why I started making videos on YouTube and I really like it. I think I found my passion uh, in teaching and not only teaching the language in its elements, but also about motivation and also you know, keeping up the enthusiasm to, to continue to learn. Well, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on my channel. I had a, a discussion uh, Perfect. not too long ago with, uh, with uh, I think his name was Alberto, uh, an Italian guy who teaches uh, online. And he also was very okay. enthusiastic. And, and I just think enthusiasm is such an important uh, quality. And so often yeah, the language really. learner seems to be so serious and he's seriously studying, uh, you know, lists of words or he's studying the grammar book or he's doing exercises and... And that's not the solution, really. I mean, the, the, the Japanese put a lot of effort into those kinds of activities. And I think what you provide is sort of this energy that allows them to break out of that mold and actually make progress. Right. What has been the reaction to your style, sort of call it somewhat unorthodox style of English teaching insofar as the Japanese learners are concerned? Well, so far it's been pretty good. I've been doing uh, YouTube and stuff for about four years, <laughs> and okay. it's been going—it's been going really well. Um, yeah, I think definitely at the start, uh, the kind of reason was because I was teaching in Japan, and I did kind of see that what you said—the very serious side of language learning, where people are so focused on tests and studying long lists of vocabulary—and I just kind of asked some of my students and really wanted to myself, are these people having fun? Are, are they actually doing the language learning because they enjoy it or just because their teacher's telling them to? 
just because if they don't do it, they won't get into the good university. And I think that's a shame if it is the latter, if, if they are just studying it without having fun. So I guess my goal or my mission that I've been on is just create things that are much more fun. And it all started back when I was a teacher and I would just put on like, you know, show little scenes of Back to the Future or something in class to fill a half an hour or 15 minutes. And during those periods, during those classes, the students just, you know, their, their faces would brighten up, their, their eyes would lighten up, and I could tell that they were just having a lot more fun than with their, you know, TOEIC um, preparation or their new Gakushiken uh, preparation, uh, entrance exam kind of preparation. And that's kind of why I started to go down that uh, road or that path of just making more fun things. And it's definitely been uh, received pretty well over there. You know, it's interesting. Uh, not all learning activities are equally valuable. And we can right. be doing things that we think are learning activities and we may not be achieving very much. And the magic ingredient that makes any learning activity that sort of, you know, multiplies the effectiveness is that element of enjoyment, enthusiasm, liking it, interest, all of these things. And it's very difficult for a teacher to inject that. I, I typically, you know, a classroom teacher so, yeah. with 30 kids in the classroom, half yeah. of them are looking out the window. Sleepy. It's so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Hungry, yeah. Yeah. So, but d d your people are, the people you who interact with you, who ask you questions, who come back at you, they, they presumably are infected by your enthusiasm. And what sorts of questions do they ask typically? What, what sorts of comments, what sort of feedback do you get from your learners? Well, I think um, the number one thing or the number one goal that I have, especially with the YouTube videos and everything that I make, I want to be kind of a gateway into a long-term path. So right. they might ha have a little bit of interest. Uh, they might have learned a little bit of English at school but they've kind of forgotten it already and they kind of want to start again from, from scratch, mm -hmm. but they just don't know where to start or they just haven't found a fun material yet. And then they search it on YouTube or on Google who are like the biggest, you know, searching platforms. And then they might come across my videos and I just want to be a good first impression to the language. Right. Uh, obviously I, I can only make, you know, one or two videos a week. So, I'm not all that they should be doing, but I just want to be a good step in the right direction where it's like, oh, okay, well, learning a language can actually be fun. Your videos then typically, what do they consist of? Maybe tell my uh, viewers. Yeah. Back in, back in Japan, um, I used to do a lot of interviews, whether it's on the street or, you know, kind of organized interviews with, with someone and talk about different cultures, culture shocks that they have uh, being in a new country. Um, I, I used to do random English tests where we would have hidden cameras and we would just go around talking to people in English in Japan, ask them for directions. These days, you know, especially uh, due to the lockdown that we had and everything, where I couldn't really do those kind of videos, I, I, I focused more on learning with uh, movie snippets where I might take a, a little really movie good. clip. Yeah. Yeah show about 15 seconds or 20 seconds and then explain it together with the audience. Oh, that's really good. So for a while you were interviewing people on the street, uh, foreigners yeah. or Japanese people in English. 
but now yeah. you're working more with new movie snippets. That's an awfully good idea. And then explaining some aspects of the language or the culture that's kind of embodied in, in those movie snippets. And, and what exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what's been the reaction to those from your audience? Going pretty good. It's going uh -huh. pretty good. Definitely. That's the good thing about YouTube is you kind of know if something's working or, or yes. not working. It, it kind of tells you. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, the, the interesting thing about YouTube is you have no idea what's going to, which video is going to do well. You, you, you think oh, you have some idea. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's, uh, it's, to me, it's still a mystery. Some videos do very well. Some oh. videos don't do very well at all. And, and sometimes the and videos that I thought were really good don't do well. And conversely, yeah. the ones that I didn't think were very good, they do well. So sometimes yeah. you just put up the most random video. You're like, oh, I'll just put it up just, just for fun. And then yeah. it gets a million views or something. <laughs> you think, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Million. I'm not, not to the, the last million views, I think, was the one I did with you in, uh, in that park. Oh. In, uh, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's true. It is amazing this explosion of the provision of lessons and content in in all languages that that's available on YouTube. Yeah. It's amazing, and and uh, your learners are are they aware of like do they spend a lot of time on YouTube looking for people like not just yourself but other people as well uh, as part of their I learning strategy? So. Yeah, exactly. And that's also one thing that I advocate is. You know, YouTube's got such a plethora of great teachers that if you only subscribe to one or you only watch well, one person's videos, you're missing out because, right. you know, I, I'm just a kind of a one-man team, two-man team, I guess, where I can only put out one video a week or two videos. But um, if you've subscribed to all the other teachers in the niche, we're all friends. We all like to work together and collaborate from time right. to time yep. that you can have like 20 videos a week or 30. Exactly. And so someone who, who subscribes to you, what happens then? YouTube suggests sort of related videos on the side or how do they get from you to these other uh, I think English so. Language? Yeah. It's, it's a bigger algorithm, which is still a mystery to me. But right. I do believe that if you do watch videos in that niche, like the English learning niche, you do get suggested more and more videos about those topics that you're interested in. Do you provide uh, subtitles in Japanese or in English? That's right. Uh, one thing that I've been known for throughout my YouTube journey is always put in the double subtitles. So I put like English on the top and then Japanese on the bottom. And the uh, feedback on that's been pretty good. Well, I'm sure they appreciate it. It's a lot of work to do that. Good on you for it doing does. it. It does. <laughs> it takes a long time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to leave a link to your channel in the description box. And a lot of my viewers are learning English at different levels. And uh, I definitely recommend that they uh, visit your channel and get connected with Rupa and with other people who are doing similar things on the internet. And Rupa, thank you very much. And uh, now that the COVID hopefully is behind us, although not entirely, hopefully I'll get right. up to Japan again and we can have another meeting in that oh. park in Osaka. Yeah, we'll go to the same park and the same uh, Starbucks. <laughs> in fact, you know what? I will leave a link to that video uh, here so oh, that yeah, people that can go a, to that, that video from this video. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks so much, Steve. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.